Welcome to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up, are feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezi Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive into the show. Welcome to today's show. Today we are talking about the four mistakes that people make that I really want you to avoid. And I'm going to be sharing with you how to avoid these mistakes, what to do instead, and how my holistic approach and how I and how and why the work that I do with clients is so different. So you should leave this podcast with at least one thing that you know to work on, one action, and hopefully with the understanding of these four mistakes that you don't have to make them. It would be so good if you could just avoid them completely because you'll make more progress if you do. These are all mistakes I have made in the past and they really slow down your progress. They're frustrating. They they just get in the way. So that's what we're looking at today. Otherwise, if you are listening to this podcast live or li- not live, obviously, but as I release it, I hope you are doing well. I'm in the midst of my Beat the Bloat challenge. So if you want to get catch up on all the replays and join the Beat the Bloat, you can actually join it even though we are in the process and probably towards the end. You'll get all the modules and the workshop and all the information if you still want to join. So kesiahall.com forward slash beat. Otherwise, life here has been pretty good. Just plodding on away, you know, three children. Someone's always sick all the time. So that is less fun. We had a super fun weekend of um, doing adventures outside and um, just the weather was lovely. So we went up north a little bit and did some runs and we're still figuring out how do we, both me and my husband love mountains, being outside. I love wild swimming. Like my ideal weekend is sunshine and mountains and water essentially. Um, but I have, uh, one-year-old twins and a toddler. We literally, you know, if we had two kids, we could probably ha- ha- like haul one baby each up a hill with our food, but I can't figure that out with twins and a toddler who can't, anyway, <laughs> logistics of parenting. So, but we managed some adventures and I did a reel about it on Instagram, guys. I, f- I feel so old saying that, but I'm like, I had no idea how to do it, but I did it. So that's fun. And otherwise, it's just been clients. I've been wrapping up with some clients and starting with some new clients, um, which is just, I've just been feeling really grateful, actually. I might might get a bit emotional. Just really grateful for um, just the progress my clients are making, the work that they've done, and that I get to be a part of that um, and play a small role in, in, in their own transformation of their life, essentially in feeling good, in enjoying their bodies, in getting rid of symptoms, having energy, being able to do all the things they want to do. Um, And so as I wrap up with clients and get feedback from them, that's just been really, really um, powerful. I had one client who was having a lot of bowel issues and it was embarrassing and caused a lot of stress. And she was like, oh, this weekend I was away. And if you have ever had bowel issues like I have or this client has, like going to new places is quite stressful. You don't know where the toilets are going to be, if you're close to one, if you'll have an accident, a lot of stress. And she was in a new place and she was her usual levels of stress. And then she realized, oh, I don't have any bowel symptoms anymore. I There's nothing to worry about. There is no accidents happening. There is, I don't need the toilet. And it was just like, oh, wow, 
this is my life now. <laughs> I'm not constantly being like, where's toilet? Where's bathroom? Where's da 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 da? And, uh, and she was just like, this is amazing. I've not, <laughs> I've just lived my life, always fixated on, you know, where's the bathroom? Where's this? Where's this place I can stop? Where's these trees or bushes I can go behind? And stuff like that does honestly change your life. It really, really does. So that has just been awesome. Um, And that does mean I do have space for new clients right now. So if you want to work with me, if you're thinking about working with me, you're not sure, book in your free Zoom call. If you are wanting to make progress in the next four months and you are sick and tired of being, of feeling stuck and overwhelmed and like you're Googling everything and being told contradictory things or every test that gets run for you comes back quote unquote normal, but you're really struggling and you don't know where to begin and every time you try something, you can't sustain it or you don't get the results you want to see. That is where I come in, my friend. (laughs) Go to keziahall.com forward slash book book in your Zoom call and I'd love to chat with you there. Um, But otherwise, life has been going pretty good. Next week, I have a podcast for you where I'm going to give you um, a bit more of like a postpartum update now that it's kind of over a year since the girls have been born. So that'll be a little bit different, but also fun. And I do know lots of you have been asking about my um, live coaching sessions with Jess. She, I was ill, she was ill. So that is coming. We just have had to reschedule a lot of our calls because everyone had been ill with COVID essentially. So that is coming to you. Otherwise, let's get on with today's show. Hey, hey, hey. I'm interrupting myself to tell you something really, really important. So you listen to this podcast. So I'm guessing you would love to create more energy. You'd love to have a flatter belly, better digestion, more glowing skin, healthy balanced hormones, right? And chances are you're really struggling with that. You've listened to this podcast. You maybe implemented a couple of things. You've actually, you're actually trying hard to make changes, but you're not seeing the results. You're still struggling with bloating. Your skin's weird. Your hormones are out of balance. Your bowels are just embarrassing. Whatever it is, I know I can help. And the great thing is, is I currently have capacity to take on new clients. I'm officially done with maternity leave. I have some great childcare, so I can take on a lot more clients, which is exciting. So if you've been on the fence about working with me, you're like, oh, I'm not sure. Will this work? Will it not? Then listen up. I'll also be increasing my prices soon as well. So if you've been wanting to work with me and you're really not sure, now's a great time to book in a call with me just so we can chat it through because you also might mean you save money as well. So if you head to keziahall.com forward slash book, you can book in your free Zoom call with me. And this is a totally chilled, no pressure, informal chat where I just find out more about what's happening. We'll chat through what your program might look like, what it is that you might need to make progress. And then you can go and decide what's going to be the best fit for you. I offer also offer installment plans in terms of payment. So wherever your finances are, there's probably an option we can find that works for you. I know I can help you. I've worked with thousands and thousands of women. I've been doing this for years. I've done loads of training, fully qualified to do this. And I would love to help you create more energy, a happier flatter belly, more balanced hormones, glowing skin, deal with any pain issues. This is what I do with clients every single week. And we could get start working together within the next couple of weeks which is so exciting. So keziahall.com forward slash book to book in your call with me to find out more so that you can get in before the price increase. And we could get started soon. Just think where you could be in eight weeks time, how you could feel in that amount of time. And if you like this podcast, chances are you will love working with me in this program because 
will just get you results really fast. That is the power of personalized approaches to your health and body and nutrition. Okay. I'd love to chat with you soon. So keziahall.com forward slash book to book your call. That's keziahall.com forward slash book to book in your call. I'll send you an email after the booking's made and then we'll chat on Zoom, which will be really, really fun. Okay. Sending you lots of love. Today we're going to be talking about mistakes that I see people make and that I really, really want you to avoid. And this is something I've been made more aware of recently as I've been working with clients when they come to me and they are like, Kezia, your approach is so different. And they suddenly realize all the mistakes they'd been making previously, why they hadn't seen results, why they couldn't sustain anything. And I want to share that with you. Also, as a holistic nutritionist who I've been doing this for many years now, not quite sure how many, over five, I see patterns and I see this people making the same mistakes and not making progress because of it. And I know that, well, I, I don't want that for you. Sorry, I got my words all mixed up. I, I, do, I don't. And these takes are very avoidable. So I want to share them with you. And also while I do that, I want to share with you what I what it is that I do differently, what to do instead, what to focus on instead, how to kind of avoid these mistakes and basically what I get my clients to do or what I do in my online um, practice differently and, and why my clients see such incredible results. I'm actually wrapping up some programs with a few clients now, which is why I have space to take on new clients. So do make sure you book in your Zoom call if you haven't yet. I know I know it can feel really weird to just like book in with some random person on the internet. <laughs> I know it can feel a bit like, oh, um, but honestly, if you like this podcast, you will enjoy the phone call. It's really low pressure, chilled, and maybe even fun. Shh. <laughs> no, it probably will be. Um, so do make sure you book that in. Anyway, so I want to share these things with you today and just share with you what it, like what makes the results that my clients see so unique. Because I, to be honest, I haven't realized this recently, how differently I do my practice and clinic, how differently I work compared to even other practitioners out there. Because I often have clients coming to me after maybe um, they have tried and worked with other people and practitioners and struggled and not sustained results or not seen the results they want. I'd probably say half of my clients maybe have that experience where they've tried and then it's not really worked out. But then when they work with me, they see incredible results and real shifts and change. And I honestly think it's because of some of the things I'm going to share is that the approach I have is really unique and different. And I haven't really appreciated that um, until I've had several clients that be like, wow, Kezia, this is so different. This is so thorough. Like, the feedback I've had over the last couple of months is that, you know, they're amazed at their own progress and seeing their symptoms fade and all of those kind of things, but also just how thorough the process is, how scientific it is, also how kind and holistic it is. So we are looking at gut bacteria, poop, we're looking at blood test results, we're looking at hormone levels, you know, really practical stuff, but also we're looking at your behavior, your psychology, how do you create change, how you know, how are you thinking about yourself? What is, you know, your, all of these things, your relationship with food, your relationship with your body. And obviously this combination that I've never really realized until now, until several people point out to me is incredibly effective. And it really is that proper holistic approach of science, data, kindness, um, psychology, behavior, 
um, strategy all kind of rolled into one. So that's kind of why I want to talk a little bit um, about it today because um, I don't want you to make these mistakes. And often if you can even just focus on one of the things that I offer as an alternative, I think that will really, really help you. So what's the first mistake that that I see people make? And what do I do differently? The first mistake people make is they focus on food only. Or another way of saying this is like food obsession. So let's say you have PCOS and you have some gut issues, IBS, and maybe you are uh, looking to change your body fat, for example. You Google some stuff, you learn about like leaky gut and IBS and maybe FODMAPs and maybe the ketogenic diet and low carb for PCOS and these kind of things. And so what you do is then you get really like, right, okay, I'm totally going to do this. And you get really fixated on the food that you are eating. So you go low carb, you restrict food, you get stuff out, um, take stuff out of your diet. You are really spending your days thinking about food, researching what foods might be inflammatory, what food is triggering off your bloating, what's happening there, what food should you, shouldn't you be eating, what food should you maybe remove, what should food you should get rid of. Oh my goodness, is this organic? Does this have glyphosate in this? Is, is this... Um, got corn in? Is this going to contribute to my bloating? Is this making my PCOS worse? Is this too low carb? Is this too high sugar? Is this FODMAP? Is this not? Is this... Your brain becomes pretty obsessed with food. But you kind of tell yourself it's okay because it's like, oh no, but it's, it's about being healthy. When often this can very quickly and easily become a really toxic and disordered relationship with food. It can be about, it can be based on restriction is the answer. So if in doubt with your health, restrict more food. If in doubt, eat less. If in doubt, obsess more about food. Now, you might be like, uh, Kezia, you're a holistic nutritionist. You trained in nutritional, aka food science. Are you telling me that food is not important? No. I'm just saying that food is not the only thing that is going to get you to where you want to be. I generally find with clients, those nutritional changes are, and and changing someone's diet is maybe 30 to 70%, somewhere in the middle of there, of the problem. Some clients, it massively is a high inflammatory diet that they are eating, you change that, you can change 70% of the problem. For other clients, they maybe are coming to me actually with quite a disordered and restricted eating or confusion or binge eating or some sort of disordered eating already. And so actually we need to work on some of the other things. So food, this is a both and, this isn't black and white. Food is medicine. It is incredibly powerful. The food that you eat every day gives signals and messages and data input to your body and your body behaves accordingly. The food that you eat matters. If you feel awful, food will be playing a role in that, but it is not a hundred percent of the problem. It is, you will not find all of your answers for overcoming your gut problems or your hormone problems in food restriction. You will not. I can tell you that now. And that is a mistake people make all the time. That's why my approach is really about that personalized individual approach, assessing with the person, with the client I'm working with, okay, how much is food playing a role here? How much isn't it? What are the other factors involved? And other factors that we know through research are um, lifestyle factors, which things like sleep, chronic stress, environmental toxins, even things like community, psychology, those kind of things. 
um, air quality, like lots of random stuff. And also sleep is another thing that is hugely, hugely important when it comes to um, the body and um, your health. And the other thing that's really important is your stress management. And um, these kind of things all play a role. And my job as a health nutritionist is to figure out, okay, how much of the problem here is food and your diet and your eating inflammatory things. You might be eating a really healthy whole food diet, but that doesn't mean it's anti-inflammatory for your body. FYI, that you could call that another mistake. Being like, well, because yeah, I eat a whole food diet, I make food from scratch. So my diet won't be contributing to my symptoms. Uh, that No, you're, you could be having lovely whole food. Let's just take an example of gluten because it's nice and easy. You could be making wonderful, delicious, homemade sourdough bread from spelt flour your own made sourdough, like made from scratch, made with love, that gluten could still be causing a problem in your immune system and in your gut for sure. I mean, hopefully not, but chances are it is. So again, that's another mistake. Just because you eat a whole food and processed diet doesn't mean your diet is automatically inflammatory because what is an anti-inflammatory diet? It's a diet that works for you and your body. And that's why you need that personalized approach. So this is what I assess with all my clients is figuring out, okay, how much is food a problem here? So one client recently I'm working with for them food has really been probably about 70% of the problem for a while a long long while many years so as we've seen made changes in food we're seeing changes in their symptoms in their pain levels and gut and all these kind of things I have other clients that come to me and their food I think of another client I've got right now is actually pretty good they need to maybe eat a bit more we need to add in a couple more food groups and these kind of things but food probably really isn't their problem, like 25% even with this client. We need them to maybe be eating more food, but they we do not need to restrict more things or get rid of more things. We need more abundance from the food perspective. And for them, it's more about chronic stress, sleep, environments, breath work, these kind of things. So mistake number one, don't make it. Don't get just obsessed and panicked and fixated on perfect eating or thinking that restriction is the answer or that you eat a whole foods diet so your food is fine. I know that this lots of this stuff, part of why nutrition and diet and the work that I do, people, the part of why it's so overwhelming for people is it's not very black and white. It really isn't. I can eat onions, for example, and I feel great eating onions. I love onions. It's great for my gut. You can eat onions and feel horrendous. So are onions bad? Are they good? They're both, like for me, they're brilliant. For you, they might be awful. And that's why this can feel overwhelming, why people can feel like they're not making progress. It's because it's really hard to figure this out for yourself. And that's why, again, when clients work with me, they see incredible results because they, I literally say to them, stop Googling, stop trying to figure this out. This is like my job now. My job is to figure this out. And so I will do. Okay, mistake number one, food obsession only. Mistake number two is when people fixate on one symptom and they don't um, pay attention to anything else happening in their body. So for example, often when I have, in the first session with a client, they'll be talking and say their main problem is uh, bloating. Let's just keep it simple. And they're like, oh no, I'm just so bloated all the time. It gets worse then and da, 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 da. And then I'll ask them, okay, how's your sleep? How's your bowel movements? How's your skin? How's your libido? How is your appetite? Do you get hungry and angry? What is your cycle like if you're a female and still cycling? Are your periods heavy? Are they light? Do you get sore breasts? Do you have a short cycle? Do you have a long cycle? And sometimes people look at me like, Kezia, I just don't want to, like, I don't want to be bloated. What 
why are you asking me about my periods? Or like, Kezia, I just want to have a flatter tell me, why are you asking me about my sleep? Like, and people have a very um, narrow approach as opposed to realizing that your body is one whole, albeit complicated, system. You are one system going on. You're bloating and your sleep and your cycle and your brain and your nervous system and your skin all contribute to each other. You are one system. It'd be like, say your computer, or so car, I know slightly more about cars. Say your car stopped working and you like you, or like when you were driving, your car was making a really, really weird noise. And you're like, oh my goodness, my car's making a weird noise. This is so weird. What's that noise coming from? And in order to fix it, you decided to not pay attention to any other part of the car. You didn't get the mechanic to look at the engine, didn't get him to look at the exhaust, didn't get him to look at the brakes or the liquids. I don't know actually that much about cars, but you were just like to the mechanic, no, like just there's a noise happening. It's the front of the car underneath the driver's seat. Just pay no attention to anything else that's happening. Just look there. And we can do that with our bodies. We're like, I'm bloated. And we pay no attention to our sleep, no attention to our stress levels, no attention to our relationships, our stress levels, our skin, what we're eating. And we just like fixate on one symptom. And then people come to me like, why are you asking about this? Why are you asking? And I have a whole person approach, whole system, whole body, each system, each organ system in the body is its own thing, but it's all interconnected. Your behavior, your food choices, your digestion. And that's why people see results when they work with me. Because if you just fixate on one thing, oh, I've got one, you know, I've got eczema. It's all about skin, 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 skin. What am I going to eat to irritate skin, skin? Most of the time I find with clients with eczema, it's about their gut and their stress. That's actually more to focus on. I don't do like secret magical, I don't have a magical topical cream that works for all my clients with eczema, although most of my clients with eczema, they see a massive shift and their skin healing. It's not because I have a secret cream that I send to them. It's because we don't actually do that much topically. We work on stress levels. We work on gut. We work on hormones. We work on the immune system. Okay, so that's mistake number two. And again, how my approach is different. Remember, you are whole person, a whole complicated, wonderful set of system enclosed in your flesh. That That is what you are. You're not, you know, we can't be like parceled out, separated out, maybe is a better phrase. Okay. So mistake number three is, and I made this mistake for many years uh, in my own health and I massively halted, halted and hindered and slowed down my own progress. And if I would change one thing, I would change this. And that is a mistake that people make is that they um, they guess something is happening, but they don't actually test. They don't get any results on that. So they guess they have yeast. They guess they have leaky gut. They guess that they have IBS. They guess that they maybe have PCOS. They guess that um, they have this nutrient depletion. Oh, I guess I'm, it sounds like I'm low in B12 but they don't actually test. Now, this is a mistake that's really easy to make. I made it for many, many years, like I said. Um, but ideally, you you want to do as much appropriate and strategic testing as possible because it's it will just massively accelerate your progress. You get real data on your body 
and it just makes the process so much easier. So especially this is really true if you've been struggling with like chronic health issues for a while. And um, for the first thing you want to do with any health issue, obviously, is go get it checked out by the doctor. Go get thorough testing. If you haven't done that, that's the first place you want to begin. Make sure that your joint pain isn't rheumatoid arthritis. Make sure that that bloating isn't an irritable bowel disease. Make sure that um, that pain you're feeling isn't something more sinister. That's like first port of call. It's worth saying. It's common sense, but sometimes people are very resistant to doing that. And the people I end up working with is often people that have gone down that line and then everything comes back normal or maybe something does come up, but essentially there's nothing that can be done about it. Say the doctor does test your thyroid antibodies. They're like, well, we have thyroid antibodies. Oh, well, not much can be done about that. Then what we want to do is gather some more data so that we are not being like, do, do you have yeast? And you go, I don't know, maybe you do. Like getting some actual data on what is going on in your gut or going on with your thyroid or with your vitamin D or with your B12 or with your um, folate levels or all of these kind of things. It's so, so important. Otherwise, essentially you are just like throwing spaghetti at a wall or you are like just taken by any whim and fancy that you read about on Google. And I say that because I mean, I've done it in the past and been like, oh, I read about curcumin. Curcumin will be the answer to all my problems. And nothing wrong with curcumin but it's maybe not the most appropriate or strategic thing to do or you read about b12 yes that must be what i'm low and i'll take b12 this will be the answer and then you take it and you're like oh i feel no different or i'll go um low fodmap this must be the answer let's do that and you're like well that was a lot of faff and i don't feel any <laughs> i don't feel any better for it so it's really really important that we um, get some actual data on our bodies as much as we can do this might be as simple as doing a vitamin d test which is really cheap or doing more um, in-depth lab testing that i run with all my clients but it is so incredibly helpful and powerful otherwise you it's just down to what you know whatever it is marketed to you best let's be honest and when you're online Every blog post, everything that you read is going to have often is around marketing, an idea, a diet, a concept, a philosophy, a way of living to you, which is not necessarily wrong, but it's maybe not what your body needs. And that's when you can get into this slapdash, like stabbing in the dark approach where you feel like you actually are trying, but you're not making any results. And it's because you don't actually know what's happening with your body. You might be on like the typical example is you've been on like an anti-candida diet, but you don't have candida overgrowth. Maybe you have SIBO, maybe you have something else happening, but you're kind of putting loads of effort into this strict protocol that isn't helping you because you don't know, actually know what the problem is. You're kind of just guessing at what it is. Okay. So that is the next mistake. And that's also why when I work with clients, always include lab testing. And it just is a game changer. And I, again, I wish I did it sooner with myself. Um, and now it's something I do easily. Like we have a budget for it in our family. And I'm actually, I've been saying this for a while. So I need to get my, pull my finger out and just order some lab tests for myself because there's a couple of things I need to check in with for sure. After having millions of babies and millions of drugs. <laughs> Um, okay, mistake number four is, this is often unconscious mistake, but what is motivating or the approach that people take to food and their health comes from a really restrictive, harsh, critical, mean, fearful, stressed place, as opposed to, which is my approach, approach of 
kindness, compassion, connection, and revolution. And those, the, the way in which you do thing, do something matters. We all see this with kids, right? You're like, um, you know, your kid is being rude or, you know, my son's always asking me for a drink and he can ask me in a very aggressive, whiny, mean way, or he can ask me in a nice way using the same words because the way in which he is doing that matters and I can feel the difference. And it's the same with our health, but so often we get super stressed out. Oh my gosh, I need to get rid of sugar and alcohol. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. This is impossible. This is impossible. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And so it comes from a real place of stress or it comes from a real harshness and criticism of like, you're doing such a bad job, Kezia. I can't believe you're still eating sugar. This is so bad. You really need to work on this. You Honestly, you're totally failing. Like, this is why you're so fat. This is why you're so sluggish. Blah, 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 blah. Can you see how that is a very unhealthy approach? People can be really mean. They can really punish themselves, beat themselves up. I'm like, oh, I had a coffee today when I said I was being off coffee. Oh my goodness, I've totally failed. I knew I couldn't do this. I knew this was never going to change. I knew I shouldn't have bothered. Is 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 the it's toxic? <laughs> Sorry, just stuttering. Whereas approaching your food, approaching your body with compassion, with respect, with kindness is incredibly powerful. So you want your actions around your body, around exercise, around food to be from a place of curiosity, of respect, of logic, hopefully. It's, it is surprising how often I point out to clients how illogical some of their patterns are, like dieting. You're trying a diet club before, you did, tried it three years ago, you lost weight, then you gained it all back again. So you keep on going back to that diet club, even though the diet club never worked to begin with because you otherwise wouldn't need to be keep coming back. With my, with my business, I, like, I do myself out of a job. You don't start to work with me and then you're like hooked in and we'll just keep on working on your health for five years so that I can have a more effective business model. No. Like sometimes people do need a longer period of time with me for whatever reason, depending on the length of symptoms they had. But 80% of the time, four months, focus intensive work. They go on another three or six months, keep on making progress. Boom, brilliant. So, oh, something just dropped on the floor. Don't know what that was. So how you do something is really, really important. So what what does this look like and, and mean practically on like a Monday morning? So... At the weekend, maybe you had some ice cream when you said you weren't going to have sugar. You can beat yourself up about that for days and feel awful and feel guilty and probably end up binge eating on more ice cream and more sugary things because you think, what's the point? There's no point. Blah, blah, blah. Or you can approach yourself with kindness and respect and be like, yeah, I totally had ice cream yesterday. I was out with the kids. It felt really fun. Maybe it wasn't the best choice. I can see that I maybe made it because of fear of missing out okay, cool. That's really useful information. Great. Let's move on. And it can literally be done in about 10 seconds. Or when it comes to eating food, you can get really, really stressed about making dietary chains and make removing sugar a massive drama in your head by the way that you think. And blah, blah, blah. Or you can just go like, okay, I'm setting aside half an hour on Thursday evening to figure out my food and get organized around food and removing sugar. I'm going to do it then. And actually it's going to be um, it's going to be a challenge, but I can totally do it and I'm here for it. 
So how you do something really, really matters. You can come and if you come and work with me and you do all the practical strategic stuff that I say, but you do it because you hate yourself, because you are punishing yourself, because you think you're a failure, because you've lost hope, you won't see the results that clients who do the, uh, the opposite see. And that's why, again, that's why my approach is so different. Yes, we look at all the strategic scientific stuff and we also look at your psychology. What are the thoughts you're having? What's the relationship you have with your body? What's the relationship you have with food? How can you make things easier? How can we make things simpler? How can we make things feel more joyous? How can you enjoy your food? How can you make this change without it being a massive stress? How can you respect your body more? How can you respect your body so much that you refuse to tolerate a feeling like shit all the time? And over time, that respect, that kindness can actually become self-love. You don't have to start there. But simply realizing my body is the only way I exist here on the planet. I'm going to give it the respect it deserves. Taking action from that place and and running experiments. I always talk about removing food as experiments with clients. Let's just remove gluten for a while or sugar or dairy or onions or whatever, high histamine foods. And then just check in. Let's experiment. Let's be curious. Could you feel better than you do right now? I imagine you probably could. That's why we're working together. Let's just experiment with this. Let's be curious. Let's be playful. Okay? Being mean and critical and harsh will not work. That is often where dieting mentality... I came up across... I was looking... I'm getting back into running and I was on some running website and it was talking about running to lose body fat and it was so harsh. It was like, you need to create a 500 calorie deficit and you just need to do it. And you need to run this many to burn this many calories to do this, to do this. And I was just like, oh, this is why my clients are in such a mess. This is why our health is in such a mess because the that approach, it's not that it's wrong, but the approach is harsh. It's restrictive. It's mean. There's not room for a lot of kindness and compassion there. And you have to have those things you have to feel those things towards yourself. So practically, what does this look like? This is about being aware of your thoughts you have about your body. It's about being aware of the words that you say. I'm not going to let my clients tell me how rubbish and ugly and fat and horrible their bodies is. No, that stuff needs to stop and change. You know, it's really thinking about your words and your thoughts and how, like, what are you, it's your actions? When, like, I asked a client, I often ask clients, when in the day do you feel calm? And most of my clients are like, never. I never feel calm in the day. And that's where we incorporate moments of self-care, five-minute meditations, sitting in the bath, taking deep breaths, going and hiding in the toilet if you've got small kids. I do that sometimes. Um, like, incorporating these little moments where you just give yourself a bit of compassion and calm down. Okay, so these are these are this is by no means an extensive list of the mistakes, but they are ones that I see frequently people making. So I really encourage you, think about from what I've shared, which one thing resonates most with you, and really feel into that. What would be the opposite of food obsession? What would be the opposite of fixating on one symptom and ignoring the rest of your body? What would be the opposite? What test could you run? Maybe you need to go to the doctor. Maybe you need to start working with me and book your call and we can chat through testing options on the on the Zoom call. I do that all the time with potential clients. Maybe you need to start 
talking about your body in a more respectful manner. You don't need to start like singing it lyrical love notes. You can just start with respect. Hey, I do have a bigger belly than what I would like, but thanks belly, you birthed three babies. That's pretty awesome. I really respect that. That was some hard graft. And I can understand why we have a side effect of that. But I can respect it. I don't need to go like, belly, I love it. I love, love. Oh, I'm going to sing you a love song to my belly. You don't have to start there. I'm great if you can get there, though. You can just start with some respect. Your body is incredible. It's the reason you are alive. It's the reason you do anything good in the world. It is the reason that you exist. So give it the respect it deserves, okay? Thank you for joining me today. I hope this is helpful. As always, if you have any questions, you can find me on Instagram, Kezia Hall, or you can email me at admin at keziahall.com. Otherwise, I will see you next week for another episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I'm so glad that you are here. And if you're looking for more in-depth, personalized support, then remember, I'm currently taking on new clients so we could get started working together super soon. So head to keziahall.com forward slash book to book in your call with me and we'll just chat it through what it looks like, what it would look like for you and answer all of your questions and you can decide if it's a good fit. So head to keziahall.com forward slash book, book in your call with me and we can chat super soon on Zoom, which would be really fun. It would be like a podcast, but where you can reply. which is always fun. So I would love to chat with you. So head to keziahall.com forward slash book and we can just chat it through. This is a really chilled, informal chat. No pressure, no weird sales techniques, just a chat on Zoom. And feel free to bring a cup of tea. Okay, I look forward to speaking to you soon.